What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Thanksgiving! It's the Neverland Podcast, episode 51. Welcome to Neverland! Take a start of the right and stay until morning. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen sword on the pen now! Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here age relives fond memories of the past. Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, who wants to back to Pam and And now... Your host, Jeremy. Welcome, 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 all my friends out there, all you Neverlanders. It is a wonderful holiday week, and I know you're hearing this probably before the actual holiday of Thanksgiving, but this is our Thanksgiving show anyway, and it's going to be a hoot, and we have lots to be thankful for here in Neverland. In fact, we're going to hear from some of you on what you are thankful for this year before we also dive into the topic of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and all the involvement Disney has had in that over the years. It's going to be a great and wonderful show. We're also going to sit down and have a meal with Jesse. So come right along, grab your pixie out of your pocket, shake her around and everything so you get a little bit of that pixie dust, and let's take flight, my friends, and let's go on to Neverland. And here with us, we've got Lost Boy Philip. Howdy, how you doing? Lost Boy Philip, of course, is here because you're as geeky as I am. Well, speak for yourself. Yes, I am. I <laughs> yes, am. because... Uh, boy, you know, it, it seems Jesse was not like a huge watcher of the Thanksgiving Day Parade because I did talk to him about coming along, but he's he's more of a fan of the Rose Bowl Parade. He apparently attended that as a youngster uh, every year because it was near the area where he grew up. So watching a parade on TV wasn't fun for him, but boy, it was a big tradition for me. But Philip, I guess you were this was big for you as well. Absolutely. Every Thanksgiving I had to wake up early. I mean, real early, as early as I possibly could to get up and see what they had for us on that show. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have a great conversation about that. But first, let's set the tone. Uh, This is, of course, the holiday of giving thanks. We need to learn to make sure we're being thankful for everything. And golly, even one thing that we discussed at my church today was make sure uh, you're thankful for other people and the little things other people do Mm because... 
sometimes being appreciated is more valued than even your paycheck when it comes for like your boss if your boss says hey you know what I really appreciate the work you've done this over the past year and everything sometimes that pat on the back is just really good that's right I agree so let's try to remember that because remember we're all about spreading that pixie dust to other people so that's a great way you can spread some pixie dust so take the time this week and thank somebody for something like Phil I thank you for coming here or having been my friend for 30 plus years. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being my friend all these years. Yeah, see? And so we've pixie dusted each other. See how simple that is? <laughs> you know, so go out and do a little bit of that. And to give you a little inspiration, I did ask for some of you to call into our voicemail line and to give us a little bit of something you're thankful for. And I do have a couple of responses. So let's, you want to listen to those? You gotta love these. Sure. These are great. Hello, this is Deanna and I am thankful for the Neverland podcast and also for our new baby Reese who was born on September 13th of this year and he's nice and healthy and happy. So we're very thankful for that. Okay, bye everybody. Keep a pixie in your pocket. <laughs> this is head host Jason of DAF Radio. I'm calling in to say that I am thankful for friends, new friends like Jeremy in the Neverland podcast and my family. And I'm also grateful for all the Disney after nerds out there that have shown me and all the talented Disney afternoon talent that I've had on my show, uh, all the love and care that you guys have. Uh, it's great to be part of such a warm and friendly uh, fan base. And that's what I'm grateful for this Thanksgiving 2014. Thanks. See you guys later. Bye. So, Philip, what are you thankful for this year? Well, I'm thankful for so many things. I'm thankful to be able to uh, be serving the Lord, and because I am a pastor, and I'm very thankful for all my family and all my friends. There's so very many, but you know, I'm even thankful this year. I've I've had to learn to be thankful even for what we call the bad times in our life. Oh, because yeah. even though when it's happening, we don't necessarily enjoy going through them. The bad things, I believe, can uh, help to uh, to form good things in life. We we become better people through all the hardships that we have. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for all the things I've been blessed with, everything. Yeah, bad things only make you stronger. That's right. That's right. Plus, they make you appreciate the good times even more. Absolutely. Because when you true. come out of the bad time, it's 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 jubilation. Absolutely, I agree. 100%. And that's something I'm thankful for because I've you know it's been a rougher half of the, the second half of the year, and I'm still kind of digging through some things, but. Uh, I've been able to keep a pretty good attitude because every week I come to this microphone and I remind myself when I'm reminding everybody else to try to keep that pixie in my pocket, that mm-hmm. good attitude that I can focus through everything. So I'm actually very thankful to have been doing this for almost a year, which next week's our big one-year anniversary because doing this, I've gotten to meet so many different new people and you know, people I've gotten to connect with people all over the, around the world and stuff that I would never have been able to. And it's it's been really fun for me and uplifting me and it keeps giving me that reminder to just keep doing what I'm doing and it helps when I'm ever in a bad mood I come in here and I'll do this show yes I do this show in a bad mood but you know it's it, it changes that focus around for me I understand so you know this is something I've been very thankful for this year and you'll hear probably more about that when we talk next week for the anniversary show I'm also thankful for the ability to exercise and to keep there giving you go. myself uh, I'm a you probably can't tell over the radio but I'm a or a podcast, I should say. <laughs> over but, your iPad. Over your iPad. But I'm actually a big guy. But you know what? I'm going to the gym. I hate going, but I enjoy it when I'm done. I feel good. So, uh, you know, if you feel bad out there, if you're a big person, don't you worry about it. You can keep going. You're going to get to where you need to go. There you go. 
You know what? I've got something else uh, I recorded. This is kind of a fun, thankful thing. I've learned something today. Uh, I have a couple of friends of mine, uh, Michael and Jessica, and I stopped and I asked them today what they were thankful for, and I got a kind of a really fun answer. You're going to love this. This is adorable. What I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for family, friends, getting married next year, just a wonderful church. I didn't know you guys were getting married next year. Yeah. Well, yay. March 21st. Woo -woo. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> That'll work. Now, see, he, well, I better go find him. If he doesn't think he's thankful for it, then he's in trouble, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. I'm going to find him. All right. So what are you thankful for this year? Oh, my new job. Oh, cool. Where are you working? Uh, National Tire and Battery. Oh, cool. Yep. Discount on tires. For me. Well, you wouldn't use it for anybody else, then. Is there anything else coming up that you, uh, you're thankful for? Um... I got a wedding coming up on March 21st. Congratulations, you passed. Because <laughs> she was thankful, and I was like, oh, if he doesn't say he's thankful, he's in trouble. So from the Neverland Podcast, congratulations to Michael and Jessica on your engagement. And I can't wait for their wedding. March 21st, uh, I will not be covering it for the podcast because... The rest of my friends out there in Neverland probably are like, oh, well, that's nice. Who are some, Who's Michael and Jessica? <laughs> but anyways, congratulations. To Disney and beyond. I want to tell you a secret that will see you through all the trials that life can offer. Have courage and be kind. You'll merely be your stepmother, and you'll have two lovely sisters to keep you company. So I'll know as far away as I may be that you'll be safe. Wouldn't you prefer to eat when all the work is done, Ella? Yes, stepmother. Oh, you needn't call me that. Madam will do. Cinder wench. Dirty Ella. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you all right? Miss, what do they call you? Never mind what they call me. I'm sorry. It's not your doing. Nor yours either, I'll bet. I hope to see you again, miss. And I you. Ella, you have more kindness in your little finger than most people possess in their whole body. It was my mother's old dress. It would be an insult to take you to the palace dressed in these old rags. <gasps> you shall not go to the ball. <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you crying? Who are you? That's better. My fairy godmother. They're made of glass. And you find they're really comfortable. Now off you go. Well, you shall go to the ball. They're all looking at you. Believe me, they're all looking at you. Where there is kindness, there is goodness. And where there is goodness, there is magic. I have to see her again. Are you looking for this?
So, this week was the premiere of the Cinderella trailer, and I've just shown it to Lost Boy Philip. What'd you think? Oh, it looks really good. looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy because I really hated Maleficent. Yeah, I haven't uh, gotten to watch it yet. You wouldn't want to. I probably will still see it if I ever get a chance. You know, as long as I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, that was a couple hours you may want to get back. Uh, but this one, it looks fantastic. It looks like they even threw a couple elements from the original story of her name actually being Ella, and they call her Cinder Ella which, because of the ashes and cinders. Which makes sense. Yes. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I am now actually excited for this. Although it looks like they're definitely aiming it for girls to love it and everything. Oh, course, but you know. but it's got that Disney magic, it looks yeah. like, that I'm, you know, I'm going to love it because I still love the story. Yeah, you know I have to take my wife. She's nuts about Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's going to love it. <laughs> Some other interesting things that came up this week. Howard the Duck is coming back. Yay. Not in a movie. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. But because I think it probably what helped inspire the idea is because Howard the Duck had a pretty good appearance there in Guardians of the Galaxy as a little bit of a cameo. Ooh. And it left people going, who is that? Was that? Who was that? And everybody was going, oh, the do. geeks were going, that's Howard the Duck. Howard yeah. the Duck, you that movie? Yes, Howard the Duck is a Marvel character, and he's coming back. He's getting his own series once again, uh, right. coming next year. So, yeah, those of you who would like to read comics, definitely you're going to want to check this out next year. And those of you who are, oh, I've never really read anything, go check this out, just because it's something weird and different, although... This is not for your kids. No, I was going to say, Howard the Duck is fairly ornery, to put it nicely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I still want to see, though, and now that Disney owns Marvel, it could happen. It could I want happen. To see, at one time, Howard the Duck, they sued Disney and then sued the people who created Howard the Duck because Howard the Duck looked a lot like... Yeah, um, Donald Duck. Yeah, wore blue and everything. So uh, I would love to see an awesome match between the two. I think that would be yes. awesome. Donald Duck and Howard the Duck together in one cartoon somewhere would be so cool. And then maybe Warner Brothers could come in kindly and Daffy could make a no. Like <laughs> yeah, that Roger Rabbit sequel that we've been hoping for maybe one day. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, but here's this is interesting. Um, I'm just going to read this straight out. I got an email from D23. And it reads thusly, Much of D23's growth over the past five years, a complimentary general membership level, additional events around the country, exclusive website content, is a direct result of feedback we have received from you, Disney's best fans. Yay! Uh, many of you have told us you'd like to bring your entire family to our events, and so today we announced that in 2015 we will add a D23 Gold Family membership, allowing members to bring three guests to our events. 2015 will also bring special D23 gold member event pricing and early ticketing as well as gold member exclusive opportunities and other enhancements that we're excited to share with you in the coming months. As we focus on bringing an even greater value to the D23 gold membership experience, we'll be phasing out the D23 silver membership. Beginning today, new D23 silver memberships and renewal will no longer be available. However, current D23 silver memberships will still be honored and during renewal, those members will have the opportunity to upgrade to D23 Gold, D23 Gold Family, or to become general members. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm currently, I'm a general member. And one of the reasons for that is all these events they talk about sound great. But I live here in Kansas City. They don't come here and do events. Yeah, that's They right. do stuff out in California, occasionally in Florida, nowhere near where I live. Now, I would love to go to the D23 convention that's coming up this summer. I don't think I really can afford to go. Yeah. I would love to go, but this would require me to now go gold. I mean, silver was, was semi-expensive. 
Gold is quite expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and if I wanted to go gold family so I could bring a couple other people with me, uh, that, who knows how much that's going to be. I didn't go to the website and look. So this is going to be inexpensive, and they're forcing anyone who's silver to now renew as gold. So if you want to remain to have some, some membership benefits, you're going to have to either upgrade and pay more to go gold or downsize to where I'm at where I get a free membership, which free membership basically just means I get an email every once in a while telling me what's going on in the world of D23. So, but, you know, if you're in an area, if you live in California or you can afford to travel to California, gold membership, probably worth it because you get to go to the D23 and there are some fun events and a lot of cool things. But until they start doing here something here in Kansas City, I'm not that interested in this. I'm not spending the extra money out here. Yeah. You know, they should do more things here because we are, you know, this is like Walt Disney's home state here. Yeah. You know, he grew up here. But and, of course, in Illinois, in I've Chicago. I've been about this stuff when I was younger than Peter Pan himself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is kind of, you know, I, I appreciate they're trying to do more with the gold to make gold better, but they're forcing people to pay more money to, to be able to get those benefits. So to me, it's not worth it. To you, maybe it is. Who knows? But uh, enough about this news. Let's move on to something fun. Time out. The Great Space Coaster will return after these messages. Gentlemen, boys and girls. Hey, hey, Skywalkers. This is Richard, and over here is my sweetie wife, Sarah. You can call me Jedi Tink. And we are Skywalking Through Neverland. Jimmy Mack here. When you wish upon a podcast, wish upon this podcast. These guys are awesome. <laughs> we are a fan-focused podcast that covers Star Wars, Disney, pop culture, and their fandom communities. The stuff that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds us all together as instantaneous friends. What do you know? We showcase what people are doing in the world of fandom and talk to those who are involved firsthand in the universes that we love. This is Margaret Carey, Tinkerbell. This is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from Star this Wars. Is Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan. Hey, it's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I happen to be skywalking through Neverland right and now. I'm and skywalking I am through skywalking Neverland. through Neverland. And I am Neverland. skywalking through Neverland. I've always hated space travel. Yeah. Skywalking through Neverland is the ultimate expression of fandom. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and our website, skywalkingthroughneverland.com. And remember, Neverland on Alderaan. <laughs> I'm in. Now back to the program. Okay, so... As we kind of hinted at before, there is a great tradition, at least in my home, and I guess probably in yours, yes. of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Absolutely. I would even get so excited that I would have, we didn't have a controller back when I was really young, but I would be sit next to the television so I could change from channel four to channel five, back and forth, because, and, and nine sometimes would cover too, but I'd go back and forth between these channels yeah. so that I could watch the different coverage of CBS, of NBC, ABC, all these different coverages of it. And you would, in reality, some of those floats would have a deal with NBC mm-hmm. so that only NBC would have the song or that promo. Right. You'd still see the flows from afar, but you would never see the big stuff. 
And uh, I remember that very well. I love that. Yeah, that's one of the things that frustrates me now is I always forget every year which channel I want to watch. And it's always the one that picks up later because there's two networks that show it. Mm -hmm. And one of them will show a little bit of the parade and then they'll sit around and talk about their own shows. Yeah. And it drives me bonkers because I'm just like, show me the parade. But then the other network will come in like an hour or two later and they'll be sitting there as the parade's finally crossing there in front of Macy's and all the shows actually happen. And I remember when I was a kid uh, going through and uh, we'd start watching... And hopefully we'd get to Grandma's house before it got going in earnest. But we'd be watching it on the one channel. Over the river and through the woods. Yeah. Well, but you know, Grandma didn't used to live too far from our old house yeah. and everything. But we'd go over to Grandma's house and we'd watch the parade while Grandma and my aunts and everything and Mom would be going making lunch and everything. And so we'd watch the parade. And then like the big thing was at the end with Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Would come at the end. That was the main event. That was it, man. It's like Santa Claus. But it was also sad because that also meant it was the end of the parade. Yeah. But then as soon as Santa Claus came out... You know, it would be announced, all right, Santa Claus is coming out. It's time for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when we'd start eating. But, uh, oh, my golly. Um, well, before we go into some of our favorite bits of this, let's do a little bit of history here. Because uh, I, I had to do a little bit of searching. But the first ever Macy's Day Parade actually took place on Christmas of 1924. Wow. Yeah. This has been going on for nearly 100 years now. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? There were 90 years. This, yeah, this is the 90th, 90th one. I wonder, yeah. they got to be doing something special. But it used to be like Macy's employees, and they would dress as clowns, cowboys, and other costumes. And they went with some Central Park Zoo animals awesome. and some floats and did about uh, six miles from Herald Square to Harlem in Manhattan. Wow. And that's how it started. That's now, awesome. And, of course, it was meant to draw attention to the Macy's store in New York City. And the gimmick worked because more than 2,500 or 2,500,000, yeah, it's a two and a five and four zeros, people. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how many people attended the inaugural Macy's Day Parade. Awesome. It became huge. And it became an annual event in Manhattan. And then in 1927, Felix the Cat became the first giant balloon to ever take part in the Macy's Day Parade. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. In 1928, Felix was inflated with helium. And without a plan to deflate his massive, this massive balloon, New York City Parade organizers simply let Felix fly off into the sky. <laughs> Now that would be in the Smithsonian if they had it. Honestly. If they had it, yeah. Unfortunately, he popped soon thereafter. Yeah, that doesn't. So I guess good. after it pops and it comes back down, you say, "Okay, we'll just do a patch job," and so it's ready to use next year. But the Macy's Day Parade continued to let the balloons fly off in sub- subsequent years. Only these balloons would have a return address written on them, and whoever <laughs> found the balloon could return the balloon for a prize for Macy's. Why am I suddenly remembering that scene from the 1989 Batman movie where he comes in and scoops up those balloons? <laughs> he stole He's- my balloons. Why did someone tell me I had one of those things? things. <laughs> well, the results of the experiment, they weren't even successful. So apparently some people kept the balloons. Is that what they're saying? Well, I'm, I probably would. I hate to say it. At least Where would you keep it? Long ago. I mean, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. You'd have this huge balloon. And it's all deflated. Like, what are you going to do with it? I, I would use it as a blanket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how comfortable that would be. I don't think it would be. I'm all wrapped in Felix the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there is... Uh, one balloon I probably would have kept. 1934, Mickey Mouse made his yeah. giant balloon debut at this famous New York City parade. Now, the interesting thing is, uh, it was made his grand debut in the Santa Claus Parade, which is now known as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but it was a collaborative effort between Walt Disney, 
Yes, he designed it himself. Uh, and Macy's Tony Sarg, who years earlier applied the principles of marionette puppetry to invent the type of parade balloons we know today. And so this Mickey was easily one of the biggest that Disney had produced, yet it was hand-painted and measuring at 40 feet tall. The star in his chest <laughs> is a nod to the Macy's logo. Uh, Mickey was led in the parade by a, tr- a team of 25 handlers who were festively dressed in Mickey and Minnie costumes. Awesome. There was a smaller Pluto balloon, a 30-foot-tall big bad wolf. He really was a big bad wolf, you a 30-feet-tall. Uh, a 31-foot-tall little pig. He's, he's only three feet smaller than the big bad wolf. <laughs> and a 12-and-a-half-foot-tall horse horse collar. Why was he so small compared to the pigs? I don't know. Well, he was, but that was followed along by the 1934 procession. And in, in the years since, Mickey and other Disney characters have marked company milestones, many of them related to the theme parks and uh, that were appearing in the parade. Now, a lot of this information I actually got off the Disney Parks blog. Yeah. And some actually from New York City tourists. And I've got a lot more information than that. Now... If you look right now on your iPod or whatever, on the logo there, mm-hmm. I've, there's a bunch of pictures that are from Getty Images that I got from the Disney Parks blog that actually have a picture. It's going to be hard to see over the Neverland Podcast logo, but you can see the original Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And he, he, I don't know if he was actually made in black and white. Yeah, I don't or, know. Because the, the picture's in black and white, but you, when you look yeah, at the right, colors, color, yeah, it yeah. looked kind of like he might have been made in black and white. So I kind of wonder. I would love I to have seen what he looked like in color. I don't know, but I do know if you look in the left-hand corner, if you see that logo, you'll see the original Mickey Mouse balloon. Right. Yeah. yeah. Philip was here when I was making the logo for today's show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he got to see the whole thing. Yeah. I, I remember uh, every year, Disney, they used to bring out a movie at Christmas time. And right. they still do from time to time. Yeah. Uh, it's not always, but I remember a lot of They're times. They're getting back to that tradition. Yeah, Frozen, the Big Show 6 just came out. Which is so. good, you know. But they uh, they they used to have music. That, I remember Angela Lansbury getting out and singing when Beauty and the Beast came out mm. just a couple weeks before. She came out. She sang, you know, Beauty and the Beast. I remember when Aladdin had come out. They had a little deal with that, you know. And uh, I remember that very well. Yeah, it was always fun uh, when they'd come out with their float because Disney's always had a presence. Oh yeah, yeah. so it's fantastic. Uh, but before we get into too much of their their uh, the Disney presence, there's some other interesting facts mm-hmm. other than making an appearance in. Uh, um, a Miracle on 34th Street, it was kind of a focal point at the uh-huh. beginning of the movie, the Macy's Parade. Yeah, now which one? Are we talking about the second one or the first one? The first one. The first it, one did talk because the second one they didn't really mention Macy's. Well, it depends on what you mean. There's, there's actually been a many, many, we'll talk about this closer to Christmas, but there's been many remakes of that show because when it originally came out, it was under different copyright laws. Yeah. And so they made three or four or five or six even back then for just for radio and other things. Versions of that. I do have a radio version, which we will be hearing over Christmas. Good. Well, was the original a, cast of the first movie there? There was a 1970s version made for TV. Huh. And, uh, and when it started off, you would see the balloons. It was in color, of course, and unlike the original. And you could see, I believe Mickey was one of them, but you could see the balloons being made at the beginning of it. And, uh, and cool. I, I think it was a Sebastian... Uh, Calvert or somebody like that who played Santa Claus. Anyway, it's really good. Huh. But, but I, I, that's why every time I see the parade, I think of that movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Roddy McDowell's in that movie, too. In the 70s version? Uh-huh, yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, some other facts that I did find is that one million people attended the 1933 Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. One million people! Wow. Now, I wonder how many people show up now. Oh, God only knows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it would be kind of fun to actually go, but boy, it'd be such a mess. Yeah, it would. I'd feel all right watching it on TV. Yeah. Uh, see, the Macy's Day Parade floats were pulled by horses until 1939. Wow. 
Which is interesting because they talk about the uh, the Mickey being pulled by twenty five people. Earlier. You think about that. That hmm. was the days of the Depression, the Great Depression. So, yes. You know, I'm sure they had to downsize. Their yeah. Designs. So you have horses doing it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. But 1939 was also the first year NBC broadcast the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and NBC continues to be the official broadcast station of the Macy's Parade. Though CBS also carries the parade unofficially. Fifty mm-hmm. million views right. turn into this New York parade every year, so it must be CBS that keeps advertising their shows. Yeah. And they start early, and then NBC is where I get to see the good. Yeah, the, I'm going to remember that this year because I'm not going to watch CBS. They frustrate me. NBC always had the greater ones. That was the one. That was the channel where they, if they had a, a show that was doing well, whatever. Broadway. Show they, they did a Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark one last they year. They did that, but not mm-hmm. just that. I also mean TV shows. Like I remember in the '80s, Nell Carter was there a lot, and she would get out and sing a song, and and uh, Joey Lawrence got out yeah. and sing a song, and and it was it was kind of nice to see. But like if Alf was doing well in the late '80s, early '90s, and he got to do some of the hosting along with Wilford, uh, or, uh, Willard Scott and a few mm-hmm. other people. It was, yes. it was wonderful. He, awesome. He stuff. made a great comment. About the Garfield, about the Garfield balloon. You know, it's wonderful stuff. <laughs> oh yes, that was a comment you shared with me earlier. Yeah. So Wilford Brimley said that the, uh, the Garfield balloon was large, and uh, Alf made a comment that it would almost be big enough to make a fur coat, the, uh, to make a, uh, a wardrobe for him. Wardrobe for, for Wilford, Wilford, Wilford Scott. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, in 1945, the Macy's Day Parade surpassed two million people in attendance. Wow. So it was growing. Six days after the well, this is sad. Six days after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade went ahead as scheduled in hopes of raising the national spirit. Now we actually just had the anniversary of his pa- yes. of his his assassination just this past week, but that's a sad thing. We don't want to talk about it. We're a happy show. Snow, one of my favorite balloons, Snoopy, the Peanuts character created by Charles mm-hmm. Schultz, holds the distinction of having the most Thanksgiving Day Parade yes. New York City parade floats with six different balloons since 1968. Yeah. I always love seeing Snoopy. Snoopy was always the one for me. I even mentioned him in my sermon this morning. I mentioned <laughs> Snoopy, you know, he's even on that movie I mentioned a while ago. Snoopy was the one to me, he's one of my favorites, you know. You gotta love him. Yeah. Whether he's Joe Cool or he's on the Red Baron. Or he just yeah. walking around being himself. You gotta love the guy. You know? And they always like to have like Woodstock there with him. And then they, oh yeah, I remember when the parade goes by, you can hear on the TV the little Woodstock, beep, 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 and it sounds yeah. like it was going. <laughs> I remember one year they had the uh, other characters of the Peanuts game yeah. walking in, in a costume. Yeah, and I always, of course, got excited. Of course, <laughs> I still do, still do. I still love it. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, today's Macy's Day Parade features over a dozen giant balloons, nearly thirty parade floats. 1,500 dancers and cheerleaders, yeah. more than 750 clowns. That is the stuff of your nightmares there oh. if you don't like clowns. Go to Washington, D.C. Several oh. marching <laughs> bands from around the country and over 8,000 participants in all. My goodness. The giant balloon inflation is open to the public and takes place from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. the evening before the Thanksgiving, yes. before Thanksgiving on 77th and 81st Streets between Central Park West and Columbus Avenue. Now, if any of our Neverland friends are in New York right now and are going to be going to that could you please take some pictures of the inflation and send it to us here podcast at neverlandpodcast.com i would love to see it so if anybody's there and we'll share it with the other listeners we'll put it up on the website that will be really no. cool so if any of you happen to be going to that i'd love to see it mm-hmm. uh four four thousand volunteers take the time each year to put on the new york city thanksgiving celebration i'd like to go volunteer that might be fun i've, yeah. I've actually marched a few parades i used to yeah. be in marching band and i've done some other was with the group I am second. Uh, and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade route is 2.65 miles long. That's actually not bad. Yeah. That's a simple walk, but you're going pretty slow. Yeah. Plus, you have to stop every once in a while for the performances when you get to the end. By the time I was done with that, <laughs> either you might be hungry. 
Uh, wow, looky here. 3.5 million people attend the Macy's Day Parade each year. So that's how much it's grown. Yeah. Starting with 1 million, 2 million, now 3.5 million people? That's awesome. That's a crowd in the streets. See, that's yeah. why I don't think I would go because unless I could get – if I could – get into one of the buildings overlooking and I could look down and watch the parade live from a building mm-hmm. I would do that but I would hate to be out in the street it'd just be such a think mess think about all the work that goes into that not just Ooh. days and days and days and some people that's their whole job is that parade oh yeah and, and that's a lot of work uh, and, and the thing of the, the cleanup police, afterwards and the police officers and right. so many people have to be in line to, I mean this is New York they can do that they're, they're great at what they do and uh I commend you, New Yorkers. Yes. We uh, love you, New York. When it comes to making <laughs> movies and stuff, I mean, they have to you know, shut down streets all the time. This is an all-year-long thing. The movies being made, they yeah. shut down. They're great at what they do. Yeah, they are. We love you. Uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade is the second oldest in the country behind the 6th ABC IKEA Thanksgiving Day Parade in Philadelphia. Hmm. Now, I, I don't know if Ikea is like a sponsor, but that was part of what the factoid was, though. Yeah. But So it's the second oldest. Yeah. But it's definitely probably one of the biggest. I mean, yeah, a, a lot of the other ones you see, uh, you know, there's the college ones and everything they do before their big bowls. And those are fun to watch. No, they're, they're, they're really, their floats are beautiful in the Rose Bowl the flowers, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. But they, they're not as big. They don't seem to have the pageantry that I, that I really associate with the, the Thanksgiving parade. The only other parade that I can think of, and yes, they're not as big as far as number and, and everything, but that has to be the Disney parades in their... In the parks, yes, because they, when you're in the park, because that's the important when you're in the park, they and when you're in the park, they uh, they're dressed in costume, they have these floats and all the stuff. And the beautiful thing about it is they do it daily, right? I mean, this is more than once all sometimes. the time, yeah, it's not two or three times. So they're really good at what they do, they yeah. got it down to fine art, <laughs> yeah. When you see it in the park, it's great, but that's the thing that disappoints me every year. With uh, and all right, some people are gonna be like, oh, bad Jeremy Pan, um. But I'm I, and I watch it every year, but I'm always a little disappointed every year with the Christmas Day parade. Oh yeah, because you don't get to really see much of the parade. I love seeing the parade when they show it, but it's usually all in different performances. And it's I, I, the, the, so far they haven't really had any acts here in the last few years that I was really interested in seeing. And I'm really bored with Nick Cannon. Oh look, did you know Mariah Carey's my my wife? Hi, I'm Mariah Carey's husband. Constantly. Yeah, I don't watch it usually. And now I've heard that they've split up, so maybe he'll shut up. But I, I, I I'm so tired. I'm bored with Nick Cannon. I really am. And but he's always hosting. And you know, but I, I've always every year. I, I always watch it every year. But I'm always a little disappointed because I want to see more of the great Disney parade because they do put on fantastic parades there in the park. But when they when they go and they tape it and then they show it on TV, it's just little bits of parade and then broken up by. You know, teeny bopper performances that are like, well, that's cute for them and okay, but it's nothing really. I don't really care to see the Jonas Brothers or whatever. You know, what's I, the matter with you? <laughs> I know, I'm no, I'm no, must be crazy. But I don't want, I don't want to complain and rant about the Disney Christmas Parade because I promise you, I'll still watch it again. Yeah, I'll will. still complain about Nick Cannon to my wife, you know, but I'll still watch it because it's it's you get that moment to look in there at Christmas time. But uh, okay, so let's let's move on here though. Uh, here's some actual, some more Disney information because Disney has a heavy history. Of course, we've already mentioned with Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, but Mickey and Donald Duck, who debuted in 1935, appeared together in 1972 to celebrate the first anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. Mickey returned again in 1973 to mark 50 years of Disney cartoons. Awesome! Wow, that is really cool. And you know, they're actually coming up on 60 years. Wow! This next year, yeah. Wow. So. 50 years of Disney cartoons, you mean uh, 
see. It, in 1984, Donald oh, Duck yeah. marked his 50th birthday in the parade, followed right along behind the procession, classic Tom Turkey float. I love the awesome. Tom Turkey float. It's been there for... I, Kali, yeah, I, I love Tom Turkey. Yeah, I don't know when they started it. You know, I thought you would have found that fact. He's yeah. been there nearly but, probably yeah, since the I remember since, since I was a little boy. Yeah, and before our time. Yeah. I think it was made in the 50s. It has uh, a 50s, somebody probably knows. look, you know. Somebody probably knows. You send that information if you know when Tom Turkey began. That'd be fun. Yeah. But now you uh, you got to you remember seeing the Donald Duck in '84? Yeah, I remember seeing that. It was his 50th birthday. Uh, they actually they on TV they had a 50th anniversary special at a big parade. Yeah. And it, was, it was hosted by Dick Van Dyke. Happy My, birthday, yep. happy birthday, it, happy. Yeah, I think it's when right. they premiered that song, isn't it? Uh, well, at least for us, it was in yeah. Disney World that, already. Yeah, but. Uh, and I, you know, I have copies of that song, of, of course. course. And my grandmother still has the video that occasionally I'll watch of the Donald's 50th anniversary. And uh, you know, she, Ooh. yeah, hey, we need to port that on a DVD. We'll do that. It's a great. Yes. You can find it on YouTube too, but it's really or parts of it, but it's really good. Oh well, you know, I can hook my VCR up to this computer. It's, it's I'm really, sure really the Neverlanders good. would love it if we shared it with them. So yeah. yeah, look up that. By the way, did you know the Neverland Podcast has a YouTube channel? You can find a link at NeverlandPodcast.com on the right side of your screen. <laughs> Oh, I love this this one too. Santa Goofy. Yeah. He took the spotlight in 1992, appearing as the new balloon in this year's parade. Uh, the procession also featured 6,000 amateur tap dancers. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said tap dancers. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, don- they were all donning Mickey ears and tapping oh. to the set. Guinness- they set a Guinness World Record for largest assembly of tap dancers. Wow. That's really kind of cool. And all in Mickey ears. And then in 2000, a new band leader Mickey balloon had the honor of leading the first parade in the new millennium. Now, I love the band leader one because it does remind me of the first Mickey color cartoon, the Uh band concert. The second appearance of Donald Duck. Right. And to this day, that is probably my favorite of all the Disney cartoons. Love it, love it, love it. I find myself always... Uh, uh, singing those songs from there, the William Tell Overture, and, and, <laughs> and then Donald Duck comes in the straw. Yes, I love it. I have yes. a tie of Mickey dressed that way, going up in circles. It's wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. Well, most recently, Sailor Mickey debuted in the parade in 2009 and in nice. 2010 to mark the announcement of the Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy Cruise Lines. Uh, we'll be sure, you know, Sailor Mickey will probably be appearing again, so we'll keep an eye out there. There's mm-hmm. definitely going to be some Disney presence this year. Yeah. But going a little bit new, a little bit, some of the modern Disney, which has has the Star Wars presence been seen yet? You know, I'm not sure. That would be something to look for because, you know, I know I in, the, in the past, yeah. there was... Before Disney owned them, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a Marvel float. I remember it. And it was fantastic. Oh, and by the way, did you realize I have some audio? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The sun is out 55 degrees. What a great day for a Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. This float that you're going to look at right now is a comic book spectacular come to life. It's the super city of the Marvel Universe. Furnished, of course, by Marvel Entertainment Group. Wolverine, 
Doctor Doom. So now that was before, of course, Disney owned Marvel, but uh, the Marvel yeah. float appeared a couple of times uh, yeah. with, with some with thumbs with dialogue. Well, we actually just watched the clip, and if you go, if if you are a member of our Facebook page, if you have liked the Neverland podcast on Facebook, you got to see I shared some of these also on the Twitter feed where they had uh, Melba Moore, I believe was her name, come yes. out and sing "I Need a Hero" from yeah. the, the movie Flash uh, or Footloose. Sorry, yeah. Flash Loose. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's the same kind of thing where it was a movie yeah. that was probably a, nearly a musical with all the pop songs thrown into Pretty it. Pretty nice, though. But, uh, but there was a Superman. Now we're going to go beyond Disney. Yeah. Oh! I, I had watched a... a uh, oh, I was, I was looking at some pictures long ago, and they had a Superman float years ago. We're talking when he's still pretty new. And he'd had a triangle-looking uh, symbol and all that. Anyway... Pretty much black and white from what I could see, but that was also black and white pictures. So yeah, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> but I, I did I read something to the effect of that his outfit was pretty much gray because this is before we had our classic. I mean, he yeah, he's our classic Superman, but yeah. before he was so well known. But it's been so long, you know that I, I mean, it's even been five years since I read it, five or six years since I read about it, so I can't recall everything. I just remember seeing a picture of the float, the uh, balloon, I meant to say, of Superman. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I love to see that flying overhead oh, along yeah. with. The Spider-Man, Spider-Man balloon. balloon. I love that balloon. Me too. Oh, Kermit the Frog was Kermit one the I always Frog. loved. You know, and, and he's actually Disney now yeah, too. Yeah, he's so. Disney too. And uh, but Garfield is not Disney, right. but Garfield always love that was one. always a great one. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a few other Snoopy we already mentioned. Right. Oh, you know what? The one that was huge for me. What was that? I right, see when I was when I was oh I, when I was a kid. We'll just say, but uh, I had had a subscription to like a He-Man Masters in the Universe ah, magazine. Yes. And I remember when they announced the first year. Of the Masters of the Universe float. Oh, and guess what? I've got audio! Well, we have an item coming up which is uh, a little bit scary, actually, but if you like spectacle and action, this entry was made for you. It's a wild-looking new float 
called Masters of the Universe and Princess of Power. Is that a good reading? I think so. And it's furnished by Mattel Toys. Now, let me explain this. The setting for this is on the planet Eternia, and at the front is Castle Grayskull, which, as I'm sure everyone knows, is the home of He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. We'll also be seeing his arch-enemy, Skeletor, and standing on top of the Crystal Palace at the back, we'll see He-Man's sister, She-Ra. Let's watch the action. Coming up next, the first flight of the Betty Boop Balloon. Lee Greenwood sings, and a special message from the president. Oh, now the fun part is, uh, remember the uh, the Masters of Universe movie? Oh yeah, I love it. Now I'll it's horrible, I'll, but I love it. <laughs> I found another video, but the sound quality was really bad, and the video quality is really bad. Where Dolph Lundgren is is actually oh. narrating the float. Oh, that's out cool, there though. with that's uh, cool. I think it was yeah. still Pat Sajak. I love Dolph, man. Yeah. I just love him. <laughs> so it's really cool to have him, but he seemed like he doesn't really know what to do. It's like, uh, yep, and there's He Man and and Skeletor, and they're of course going to fight, and so yeah. it, it was just Dolph Lundgren completely out of character because you know he's got that that you know strong. mellow, dung, not strong tone, whatever. So him trying to sound, oh look at a fun float, yeah. he wasn't able to do it that way. But you got to remember, he haven't speaking English all that long at the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just fun to say, like, oh, look, the guy who was played He-Man in the movie is yeah. out there to narrate the, the Masters of the Universe float. That's cool. So mm-hmm. that was really cool, and that was one of my favorite floats. And I think there was, at one point, uh, there was a probably, I think, a Ninja Turtle one, I, I seem to remember. I, recall, I also remember uh, 
there being a, a balloon of Bart Simpson on, yeah. on the skateboard, if I recall. Yeah, I think they still run him. Oh, do they? I cool. think they still do. Well, the show's still going. Why the not? show's it's still going, 25 yeah. 25 years ago. And I always love the Sesame Street balloon, uh, oh, float. Yeah. yeah. I think they, don't they have a balloon of like I think they have an Elmo. Uh, they did Probably have a balloon yeah. at one time. I think they use Elmo now. Probably do. And they should. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's the big name now. Yeah. But I always love the Sesame Street float. But, oh, me uh, too. Oh, so great! I the costumed characters walking around, Burger right. King, my guys, you know. Oscar the Grouch is always yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, lots of great memories, and I tell you what, I'm looking forward to watching it again this year. But uh, we need to turn a corner here. Okay. See, I wanted to do something else special for all of my friends out here in Neverland. Where uh, you have something, maybe you can listen to while you're you're well. Say maybe you've been cooking your your Thanksgiving meal for the past forty six minutes, and you've been listening. Here is something nice, fun, and soothing to listen while you're sitting around and eating. Because what I have is Lost Boy Jesse having breakfast. What? Well, see, here's the thing. This was at Friends of the Magic of 2014. Uh. So Jesse was having breakfast out there on Main Street in Disneyland. And while he's eating his Mickey waffles, you get to hear the sounds of Main Street. Now, I know he's got a pair of recordings, and I might try to squeeze them both in. I know at one of these recordings, you actually get to hear Rope Drop. Huh. So, and it's fantastic. So, without further ado, and something just for you to relax and eat your turkey or ham or whatever you're eating to give thanks this year, here is some fun Main Street music as Jesse sits and eats his breakfast.
How's everything, man? Looks very good, thank you. Too much. Enjoy.
I'm sorry? Can I take a picture real fast? Sure. I'm sorry. Oh. I can hold that day. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no I was actually trying to get the good place. Oh, you were? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. No, no, no. There's no sorry. I'm being silly. No, you're not. You're just doing Perfect. There we go. Thank you very much. You sure? Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. My pleasure.
morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Very good. Did you do your uh... my very first Mr. Buffalo ever? Yes, I did. Oh, serious? Yes. And it was really nice. It, it was worth it. So. And you've got our uh, 1:30. Yes, I'm on a 1:30 by the Columbia. Yes. Cool. I'll see you at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock at Downtown Disney. Also. 10 o'clock at uh, La Brea. Perfect. Sounds good. I'm going to go and shake some stuff in beforehand. Not as well since it just opened up. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>
Once again, I would love to thank you for downloading and listening to the Neverland Podcast. Uh, I love you all. You're all my lost boys and pixies out there. You're all my friends out there. And it's been I'm very thankful to have you guys have, to, to be downloading and listening to the show and enjoying it. And I love getting your feedback. So please feel free to email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com and write us some reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Also, a big thank you to Lost Boy Philip for coming by and talking with me about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And make sure you come back next week when we're going to talk about our one-year anniversary and i've got some very special audio planned for you you're gonna love it and you know it's it's great to just gather together here all of our friends and make sure you're following us on twitter you're following us on facebook and even join our facebook discussion group because uh, i love having you guys around you're all my like i said my lost boys and my pixies out there all my friends out there all you neverlanders uh goodbye god bless and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to the neverland podcast Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright Blue Band Productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. Good night, Neverland! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.